You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Kiwi sailor Daryl Whistlang has become just the second sailor to claim three consecutive ocean race titles. He's been part of the Polish Wind Whisper Racing Team, which crossed the finish line first in the Ocean Race VO65 Sprint in Genoa a fortnight ago. In fact, he was the one who steered the boat to victory in that final leg. The VO65 monoholes took part in a shortened three-leg version of the Ocean Race this year. Daryl Whistling is with us. Uh, congrats, Daryl, on another victory for you. How big a thrill was it to uh, take charge of the boat on the final leg? Yeah, obviously a huge uh, huge thrill and, and honour to take over from uh, Patan. Um, yeah, we've been good mates for a uh, very long time. So, um, you know, sailing the previous leg with him and um, and then taking over for for the final leg. Um, yeah, huge honour and, um, yeah, really happy to uh, to do it. Um, obviously, we had a great result uh, going into the leg. We had to finish fourth or better if the um, if Team Yo-Yo uh, won the leg. And, uh, yeah, we uh, we obviously achieved that pretty nicely. Fantastic. So how did the um, how did you take in the handlebars come about for the final leg? Uh, Patan had a, uh, and, and always had a prior commitment uh, with, a, with another sailing program for a, uh, for a regatta. So, um, you know, we, we'd come up with the plan that that was uh, that was always going to happen, um, and he was there. Um, he was there to welcome us at the uh, at the finish, and, and um, is is still there to do the the import racing and the the pro am racing. Outstanding. So no pressure. No, like you know, don't stuff this up. <laughs> you didn't feel any pressure. Oh, for sure. You know, like uh, they, they built a good leg. We'd had um, uh, the first leg and uh, of the ocean race. They they won. Um, into Cape Verde, and then uh, and then the last leg, or the the sixth leg, which was uh, Aarhus and Denmark down to Den Haag, in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, we won um, by you know, probably three quarters of an hour um, in that leg. So you know, we had a good, uh, we built a good lead in the overall standings, and and uh, yeah, it was it was given to me uh, not to not to muck it up really. Well, you certainly didn't do that coming across the finish line first. Uh, tell us about this this race overall, Daryl, and, and the slightly shorter format. Yeah, um, you know it was it was set out um, pre-COVID that uh, the sixty fives would do the full lap with more of a um, a youth female feel to the crew, uh, more of a a pathway, if you like, into the into the ocean um, sailing, and and the sixties would be the the premier class for for the ocean race um and and i was a, I was a part of a, a 60 team we had a boat 50 percent built um uh, in the uk and that that boat is actually wholesome prb um and the the team backer uh he, he you know during covid and and other personal circumstances he um he withdrew the funding uh, and uh, and then obviously the race got um, postponed um, due to COVID. So it, it felt, you know it sort of made it more and more difficult to um, to get the sixty fives over the line as well as the as well as the sixties. Um, and and I think you know the the ocean race done it, have done a great job in um, in combining the the two classes um, and giving them a format that. They could both compete, and obviously the sixties did the the full lap around the planet. Um, and as you said, the sixty fives, the the shortened um, sprint series. So, 
you know, it's a, it, it's a, on paper, I guess it's a, um, a three feet, but, uh, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't sort of totally see it that way. So, okay, so in, in some ways, I don't want to say it's diluted. It's still an amazing achievement, but but the, the shorter format, I don't know, does it put an asterisk beside it for you? Or how, how do you feel oh, about to- this? Yeah, victory? totally. Yeah? yeah, 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 totally. Totally for me, yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I've done the full ocean, ocean race. Um, I've done the ocean race sprint, um, which is, you know, a couple of, um, you know, a couple of legs. So, uh, you know, it's not the full thirty six thousand miles around the planet that takes, you know, six or seven months, and and um, it's not the it's not the slog that uh, that the other two wins um, that I've achieved have been. Um, so you know, I feel I feel like it's a a little um, a little diluted for sure. I saw some footage of some of the boats uh, in the race having their progress slowed at various stages by Orca. Uh, did that happen to you guys? No, we we uh, one of the guys on the crew I've seen. Uh, he, he, he thinks the orcas must have been asleep when we went through. <laughs> we just flipped through. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we went through un, um, unhindered, uh, and yeah, we didn't actually we didn't see any orcas for the for the trip, um, and we went you know virtually the same area that the other guys did. Uh, it's obviously just a, a timing thing, and and where they where they are um, feeding at the at that moment. Ocean racing, Daryl, uh, you know, regardless of whether you go all the way around or, in, in this case, a, a slightly shorter format, uh, are ocean races always different or are there some things that do remain constant? In terms of the races themselves or yeah. the people that yeah, are racing? Yeah, the races themselves. I mean, you can't, you're, you're up against nature, basically, aren't you? And it, it, it's not like running down a 100-metre track where you know what's going to face you from the start to the finish. Are there are there no, no. significant challenges that are, are unique to each one? Oh, always. And and, and it depends on um, a lot of things. Uh you know how you treat the gear, how the how the gear's made, how it's looked after, um, how you're using it, and and that comes in different forms. You know, rigging, sails, boat, um, water makers, engines, batteries. You know, there's so many things that can go wrong um, if you don't, you know, treat treat your equipment with respect. You know, you're you're at sea. It's not like you can you know pull into the garage and uh, get something repaired. You've got to um, you know, you've, if you break something or something goes wrong, you've got to fix it at sea, um, and that's one of the biggest challenges of the of the ocean race. And that's something I, you know, I really enjoy um, as part of it is the is the challenge of getting the equipment around the around the world and and um, and being able to sail at a at a high percentage of capability for for you know long long periods of time. Is it tough mentally being out there for so long? Uh, yeah, for sure. There's always mental challenges, and um, I, I, you know you've got to be pretty mentally tough to to do it in the first place. Um, yeah, and 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 it's a lot of it is mindset and how you approach it. Um, if you start it and you look at it and you're like, oh, I've got 30 days at sea, and you know, oh, that's a really long time, and oh, I don't know what's going to happen at that time. If you approach it like that, you you're probably not in the right mindset. Um, you know, it's more like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's get out there and have some have some fun and see what we uh, see what see what gets thrown at us and um, how we deal with it and do the you know do the best we can. It's um, you know, I got 
I've been you know lucky to sail with um, some of the some of the best guys in the business, and um, you know one of them, Stu Bannatyne. You know he he gave some great advice that uh, every four hour watch is um, is like a uh, a windward lured race. The intensity should be the same as a windward lured race. You're, you've got four hours on deck, so that's how you should approach it. And um, I think that's uh, I think that's bang on. Yeah, wise words. What, what about um, any sense of of danger, of of being in peril. Do you ever look over and think, man, if I fell out here, um, <laughs> I might not get back on. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And and that's um, and it comes down to you know personal safety and and choices, um, a risk reward, uh, and and yeah, that that comes under looking after the gear, if you like. Um, you look, you've got to look after yourself, uh, and if you. You know, I always say to people in a, in a safety briefing, it's if you don't feel safe doing it, you don't have to do it. Um, no one can force you to do it. Um, so if it's outside your comfort zone, then that's fine. Um, you know, someone else, it might not be um, for someone else. Uh, and if you're doing something, you know, it's one hand for the boat, one hand for what you're doing when you're walking around. And, and if you look after yourself, then it um, it, it becomes... A lot easier on the crew because people aren't worrying about, you know, oh, you know, so and so's are they holding on? Are they all right? What are they doing? I'm not sure they should be doing that. Um, that so, that side of it is, uh, I think, the trust that you have in the people around you um, makes a safe environment. If you don't trust the people around you, then it's an unsafe environment. Mm, indeed. All right. So what next? You've chalked this one up, ticked it off. What's next for you, Daryl? Uh, next, I'm in LA for uh, the start of the Transpac race, which is LA to Hawaii with um, Roy Disney and the Piwacket crew. Uh, it's a biannual event, so it's a sort of 2,200-mile 2, race down to Hawaii. It's, uh, it, do- it doesn't get much better than this one, to be honest. <laughs> Amazing. Sounds fantastic. And, and what is, are, you, are you keen to go around the world again? Is that on the radar? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yep, and um, you know, there's always always looking for opportunities and um, to to get involved. Um, you know, obviously the the funding is the um, is the biggest the biggest hurdle. Um, and once you get the funding, it's um, it's not plain sailing, but it uh, everything falls into place a lot a lot easier. Um, and you know that's one of the one of the big challenges of um, of being in New Zealand is finding uh, finding funding to put together a project. Um, you've you've normally got to look look overseas. So does that feel promising? Does it feel as though you will get the opportunity again? You know, next year or whenever the next opportunity presents itself. Oh, I, I, you know, have to let the dust settle on this one and um, and and see when the when the next race is going to be and. Um, and what format it is, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to go looking for looking for money if a you don't know where you're going and b you don't know when it's going to be. Um, so you, you know, you've got to get those things in place before you uh, before you really start looking. All right, well, that's all in the future. You can uh, at least for a little while, anyway, uh, enjoy what you've uh, you've done in your latest uh, in your latest race. Thanks so much for joining us across New Zealand, telling us all about it, Daryl. We'll look forward to seeing what uh, what the future holds. Yeah, no worries. Thanks very much for um, the call, Jason. Thanks, Daryl. Daryl Whistling there, Kiwi Sailor, just the second. Sailor to claim three consecutive ocean race titles, and even though he downplayed this one because it was just the three legs, uh, still a remarkable achievement, that's for sure. 
For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.